0: Welcome to the Raising Great Kids podcast. I'm your host today, Kendra Fleming. From online learning to video games to YouTube, our kids are interacting with digital content and technology multiple times a day. Today, we're going to talk about all things technology and safety in your home. Today on the podcast, we are interviewing Matt McKee and Titania Jordan. Titania is the CMO and Chief Parent Officer, love that title, of Bark Technologies. You're gonna have to tell us more about that. And Matt is the VP of Business Development for Bark Technologies. Both of you have a heart for entrepreneurs, or you are personally entrepreneurs, over and over again. I know that's true about you, Matt, for sure. Um, Both of you are parents, and both of you are involved in our area churches, which I love. And together, you've authored the book, Parenting in a Tech World. Okay, Tatiana and Matt, tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us why you care about this topic so much.
1: Yeah, I've spent my career at the intersection of parenting and technology, and as the mom to an almost 12-year-old, and honestly, a social media addict myself, Mm -hmm. um, it was just paramount. Reason being, there are manuals for how to sleep through the night, for how to potty train, for discipline, for for so many different things, right? Mm -hmm. Especially for the like birth through age five when it comes to parenting. But after that, you're kinda on your own. And as the generation of parents, uh, that is the first generation of parents that have to parent in a world like this, in the history of humans, Mm -hmm. you know, there really wasn't a manual. And Mm -hmm. so Matt and I (laughs) did the thing. (laughs) And you know
2: what? I've been married, uh, for half my life, actually 21 years. And we have two boys. One's now 16 and one's now 14. And we've made plenty of mistakes, Mm -hmm. uh, over the years, um, Even though, uh, you know, we've had them in uh, coming to church and Mm -hmm. volunteering and like Mm -hmm. there are things I can look at and say we did really well. When it comes to technology, I can look back and go, I probably did really bad. And because of that, I've been able to then uh, look at the things I I wish I could have changed and uh, and hopefully given some uh, decent advice to parents and saying, hey, help me with this, because this is this is the. The major topic I get asked all the time: Hey, can you help me with tech? Because mm-hmm. I feel like my kids know more than I do, and because of that, it just it brings about a lot of anxiety and mm-hmm. emotion uh, to to the top of the uh, to the pile yeah. for parents.
0: Yeah, and I, I can really agree. My kids are all young adults now; they're all in their twenties. Um, but I remember really distinctly my kids were in their high school years and my friend's kids were all in their younger elementary years and at that moment she was swearing she would never ever let them have a cell phone and of course just my kids being about 10 years beyond them i already knew that was going to be a promise she wasn't (laughs) going to be able to keep but now our world is even further and faster i mean i'm sure i made a lot of mistakes but i also kind of was saved that because my kids are a little bit older you guys are right in the thick of it and you know, our parents who listen to this—this this is the question they're asking all the time. They are asking us: um, Our kids are on technology more than ever. Uh, you know, how how can how can we get some help and advice? So, parents, I want you to know this is a two-part interview. Today, uh, I'm sharing with you part one. This is going to be really talking about techn- technology at home, um, how you can create a safe place for your kids, how you can be more directive and helping your preschoolers and your elementary age kids just navigate technology and. um, provide safety for them and then part two will be we'll be talking a little bit more to middle school and high school years and the years when kids have their own devices and uh, their own smartphones and all of that so that'll be all in part two Um, okay so Matt and Titania, our kids are interacting with technology I mean younger and younger my grandkids they watch YouTube I was just with my little toddler grandson watching farm noise animals over and over and over again (laughs) I was so crazy by the end of it but um, and now they have all had like virtual school experience they are pros at zoom all the things so on many levels I'm personally like really thankful for technology but I know parents are just asking me right out of the gate how much is too much like just as a really practical bit of advice at the top how much is too much technology for children especially younger children any advice
1: yeah that's a a great question Mm -hmm. one that we get asked every day, okay. and per multiple conversations with multiple mental health experts that deal directly with children, uh, they say, especially in this age of virtual learning, no more than two hours at a time. So your child, you know, might be gaming for two hours in the morning and might be on social media for two hours in the afternoon, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But if it's four hours straight that's when they start to see, uh, chemical changes happening in the brain. Um, and, and that affects their, you know, their mental health and their emotional well being. You know, bottom line is that we are all, uh, thankfully given parental instinct. Mm-hmm. And if you are feeling, uh, that your child is not doing well, you know, they're, they're affected with their mental health, their appetite, their grades, they've lost interest in things they've normally found interesting. Um, that's your sign that, that something needs to shift okay. because these devices uh, or, or applications or gaming consoles, whatever it is, it's lighting up a part of their brain that is the pleasure center. Okay. And that pleasure center is the same part of the brain that lights up, you know, when you have sweets or, or other, you know, fun things. Okay. And so um, explaining that to them, that the reason that you need to take a break is is for moderation mm-hmm. and for health, and we can talk more about that. But uh, to sum it up, no more than two hours at a time. Yeah.
2: And then also, you know, the promise of tech doesn't always meet the practice of tech, mm-hmm. right? The promise of tech is we're going to be able to learn from anywhere, i.e. Zoom education mm-hmm. that is happening right now and what happened all of 2020. Right. Uh, and we've yeah. had to shut down schools and that's the promise. And then all of a sudden you, you reach the practice of tech and kids <laughs> um, aren't even looking at the screen. They're not even logged on. Mm-hmm. Um, th- we're seeing red flags in children's behavior mm-hmm. uh, so much more. Uh, and, and we're, not seeing the results Mm -hmm. that we really wanted from education when we took it online Uh, so the promise and the practice didn't line up and when that happens as a parent it is our responsibility Mm -hmm. to step in and say okay what are some things that we need to change Mm -hmm. Uh, you know sometimes you did have to get a tutor Mm -hmm. uh, in for your kids or and that's okay um, because Mm -hmm. uh, tech isn't going to solve all of our problems even though it's promised to solve all of our problems (laughs) yeah
0: well, I love what you're both saying because you're both saying trust your instinct. As parents, you know your kids better than anybody else does. So observe behavior changes, observe um uh, things they're no longer interested in, uh, observe how they're behaving on zoom and in school and interacting in all those places and, uh, step in and be, be the parent that, you know, like in your gut feels like the right thing to do in those moments. So that, that's really great advice.
1: Another thing I want to add to just from a practical standpoint, yeah. kids aren't meant to sit still for long periods of time they need to be physically active so the more you can encourage them to get up and move around even five minute brain breaks whether they're in school or learning virtually Mm -hmm. is critical for their health and wellness
0: yeah Uh, we could probably all get into a million funny stories but a friend of mine was telling me uh her rising kindergartner first started kindergarten on zoom and he could not comprehend that the teacher could see him And so he would do naughty little, like (laughs) mischievous things is probably a better word, like eating snacks, you're not allowed to eat snacks, and you weren't allowed to move around, and I thought the same thing you just said is, he is five years old, goodness, let him do jumping jacks (laughs) while he's listening, whatever he needs to do, but it was just really cute to think that the younger they are, they don't fully comprehend how it's all working right um, although many of them are smarter than most of us on t- <laughs> technology when it comes right down to it
2: which is why yeah. as a parent we're fearful because we yes. look at our kids and we're like wait a minute they know how to do things that yes. I don't know how to do
0: yes that's a great great point and so parents are fearful. I mean, I have, um, you know, grown daughters who have young preschoolers and young elementary kids, and and they are fearful. They're worried about what could get to them. They're worried about something bad happening. They're worried about messing up their brain and all those kind of things. And I know that um, parents can't in a healthy way, we can't successfully over the long term parent from fear. Like either we'll just back away from it or we won't make healthy parenting choices when we're in that zone of fear. Um, And I know that's not your intention. I I know from reading your book and talking to you guys enough to know that um, your desire is to have hope in this conversation and that there is a win in this conversation. So talk to me a little bit about that kind of big picture and then we'll get back to some more practical stuff. Like what is the win?
2: Well, I think the ultimate win as a parent is uh, for your kids to leave your house Mm -hmm. and want to come back. Mm -hmm. And if, uh, one, as a parent, all you're doing is engaging in technology yourself, that's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. And two, if you're allowing your kids to just engage in technology Mm -hmm. uh, while they're in your presence or under your roof. Uh, then that's not going to happen either. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the best thing that you can do as a parent is build the best relationship with your kid mm-hmm. um, a- as possible. And it's really seeing the world through their eyes. Mm-hmm. And once you understand and, and see the, the their world through their eyes, mm-hmm. then you can direct them in different ways, mm-hmm. um, which will help you get over the fear. I mean, growing up, Mm -hmm. the reason my parents lived in the neighborhood we lived in is because they were like, hey, my kids are going to be safe here. And if we left a certain boundary, Mm -hmm. then they knew that, hey, you need to tell us, you need to come back at certain times, like... um, it. Who are you playing with? And with technology, it's so much easier to get out of bounds or beyond those boundaries that our our parents would have set for us growing up. The thing is, we just didn't grow up with technology the way that our kids are growing up Mm -hmm. with it today. And I think that's really what's driving the fear. But I think we also need to realize that a relationship will overcome any of those fearful things that we have. And that's the true hope that we have.
1: Yeah. One thing that really continues to stand out to me is something that Andy said, which is that later is longer. Mm-hmm. So, you know, birth through age 20 is one dynamic with your child, give or take. Uh, and then 20 to hopefully 80, you know, is another. That's when you can be friends with your child. So the first 20 years is about helping them grow into capable, responsible, kind, caring adults. Mm-hmm. And part of that is teaching them to be responsible digital natives. And mm-hmm. um, you know, it's really not a matter of if they come into contact with certain problematic content, mm-hmm. right? It's more of a matter of when. Yeah. And so making sure that you can be a soft place for them, mm-hmm. a safe place for them to discuss the things that they may encounter online that they might not even know why, but it definitely makes them uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You'll be better suited to help build that relationship and have those tough conversations. And speaking of those tough conversations, you know, we have to keep in mind that we have got to talk to our children about things like pornography and suicidal ideation and online predators at a much younger age than, than parents now would have ever thought. Um, And it's because that access is, is so much more pervasive. Mm -hmm. um, And the, the intensity is, is something like we've never seen. Um, Thankfully, I'd like to get a shout out to, this resource called good pictures, bad pictures. Mm -hmm. It's a great book. You can get on Amazon. Uh, they have one for younger kids and for, for older kids. And it helps you talk to your children about pornography. Mm -hmm. Um, because it's not, (laughs) it's not the topic you like wish to bring up, you know, uh, it can be as my son would say, cringy. but, um, (laughs) but yeah, there's that. And then also think about age appropriate ways to talk about these things with your children, right? Your four-year-old might not understand the concept of online predation. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Yeah. What you can do is talk about tricky people mm-hmm. and how sometimes there are tricky people online that that might not have the best, you know, your best interest mm-hmm. in mind. Mm-hmm. And so you have to be, on your guard, Mm -hmm. and never give away PII. That's personally identifiable information. Mm -hmm. Your real name, your address, where you go to school, Mm -hmm. even what hobbies you like, or maybe even your favorite color. Never give that information Mm -hmm. away. Hold that very, very close to you. And always feel free to talk to mom, dad, caregiver, grandparent Mm -hmm. about anything that makes you feel uncomfortable online Mm -hmm. because we can deal with it together. We're not going to punish you For for the questions that you bring up, Mm -hmm. because it's not your fault, but we will deal with it together. Yeah. So many kids are afraid. Speaking of fear, Mm -hmm. kids are afraid to bring up things that that they'll lose their access.
0: Yeah. No, I love that, and you know, uh, as a parent who is looking back now and grown kids, there's so many topics before technology that that was the case, and I think the generation before me. Uh, didn't want to talk about tough things, and they wanted to keep those things kind of hush hush, and that actually uh, puts our kids in so much more danger. It just puts them at a lot of a lot more risk. So, okay, so one one reason that we're doing these two this two part interview is to help parents with their fear because I think you guys both have given just already so much information that parents can just kind of tuck away and feel more equipped to have these conversations. So as I was reading through your material one of the first things that you really recommend is that you just have uh, you educate your children about social media and about technology and uh, you know that is probably one big mistake I made. Social media was coming out later when they were kind of hitting high school and things and that I either just said no you can't be on it if I didn't trust it um, or I just didn't know enough about it. Honestly, now I'm really, you know, in social media, so I understand it a whole lot more, but, um, so talk to us a little bit about what does educating your kid, what does that look like? How would you go about doing that? What is, what are your recommendations?
1: Well, as we all know, no child likes to be lectured, right? So you, (laughs) you will have great success if you don't do that instead. And Matt can speak to this more, uh, is, you ride beside them, mm-hmm. meaning you might not want to learn about Fortnite mm-hmm. or Minecraft. It might bore you to death. However, if you sit with your child and have them explain it to you or learn with them, A, you're bonding. It's mm-hmm. quality time. Mm-hmm. They're into it. And B, you can be viewing it through the parent lens of, is there chat in this game? Mm-hmm. Uh, chat with anybody in the whole wide world at any time of the day? Interesting. Mm-hmm. Are there some settings we can maybe look at to help maybe protect you from encountering bullies or the like? Mm-hmm. You know, you've got to look through uh, through your parenting lens at the things that they're doing, and they will open up to you because this is what makes them come alive. Right. Um, and and again, for older kids, which we'll talk about, you know, in the next episode, but. Things like Snapchat, um, mm-hmm. you might not even know how to navigate <laughs> that lovely app, <laughs> yeah. but going through it with your child or, or TikTok, again, will open your eyes to things that you maybe never, ever would have discovered. Mm-hmm.
2: You know, looking at younger kids, um, it is something that you're going to have to be very directive Mm -hmm,
1: at. mm -hmm.
2: Um, And one of the resources that we put together, Mm -hmm. uh, we call it Mm Bark-O-Matic. And it's because parental controls are so hard Mm -hmm. uh, to figure out across multiple devices. Mm -hmm. And knowing that every device in your house, even your future refrigerator, will be connected to the internet, and your kids will be able to somehow uh, get a browser on the front of your refrigerator, <laughs> you know, that means that they're going to be able to get to content that you don't want them to. Mm-hmm. So, setting up filters across your entire home network mm-hmm. is really important. And making sure that, you know, sites that you don't want them to go to, whether, you know, it doesn't have to be even adult material. Mm -hmm. It may just be things that, hey, as a family, we don't really talk about that. So Mm -hmm. we're going to make sure that we don't, you know, go to those types of websites. Mm -hmm. Um, Having that in place is actually very good. And it blocks you as an adult as well to go, hey, if uh, something happens or if, because you're always two clicks away on Mm -hmm. YouTube to content that you don't want to be at. Mm -hmm. So at least True. have those filters set up. Go to Barkomatic. Uh, we'll tell you how to do that on TVs, mm-hmm. how to do that on game systems, how to do that uh, across the board, even you know on your Amazon Alexas, mm-hmm. uh, so that if your kid, because we're moving from a uh, screen-heavy um, mm-hmm. you know society to actual voice. and we'll see screens start to go away, but there will be a computer always listening to us Mm -hmm. in some form or fashion, and your kid will be able to ask a question, and even then there may be content that comes back that you don't want them to hear. Sure. Uh, So setting up filters just in general uh, is, the very first basic thing that you need mm-hmm. to do and sometimes that's really hard so yeah. go to that resource make sure that those filters are in place and then beyond that mm-hmm. you can start having conversations around hey can you teach me how yeah can you teach me how that game works can yeah. you teach me and you'll end up playing a game like fortnite or like you know minecraft yeah that you don't even like like the first time <laughs> I, I ever looked you know played fortnite I spent the whole time in a bush
1: and I got third. Right. So, you know,
0: but that's uh, when the kids are way smarter than yes. us.
1: So backing up, you know, I really want to cover the things that we need to educate them about. Yeah. And I mentioned earlier, you know, pornography. Yay. That's yeah. a fun thing we like to talk to our kids about, but, but not only that, um, there is a mental health crisis in this nation and, uh, not to be Debbie Downer here, but if you don't know, uh, suicide is the second leading cause of death in children mm. in the United States. Um, children right. as young as six, seven, eight years old. If you wonder why I'm bringing this up here, that is why. Yeah. And so what do we need to teach them about? We need to teach them that it's okay to not be okay. Mm-hmm. I know uh, personally, I have struggled with anxiety and depression. And for so long, I was afraid to let my son know that mommy mm-hmm. wasn't always 100% Strong. I felt yeah. like I had to be strong for him. But in my vulnerability and my ability to express that to him in age-appropriate ways, it will enable him to open up to me if and when he is struggling mm-hmm. or his friends are struggling in that same way. Um, so, yeah, it's okay to not be okay and and know that there is an epidemic. And so whenever age-appropriate way that you deem necessary, talk to your kids about the, the toughest subjects. And they're all kind of woven together. Mm-hmm. Um, Cyberbullying. Causes depression. Mm-hmm. Uh, sexting can can cause anxiety. You know they're 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 woven together. Sure. And another thing that is really eye opening. Again, why are we talking about sexting for younger kids? Well, because sexting is the new first base, and third graders in some cases are sexting. So yeah. you need mm-hmm. to know that. Yes. And one way to make it concrete for kids in a way that you know, might otherwise just go over their heads is the concept of a digital footprint. You know, when you go to the beach and you step in the sand, the wave comes and washes it away and it's gone. That is not how it works on the internet. You step in the sand and just pretend it's concrete and that's the internet. It is never going away. Even if you actively delete it, even if the app says it disappears, even if your friend promises they're not going to share it with anybody, it's not, not accurate. Anybody can take a screenshot and that data lives on some server somewhere forever.
0: Yeah. Okay. So you both uh, speak often about the role of influence and leading through relationships, as well as in these younger years, being very directive with children and that you're uh, beginning to teach and model and all those things, how we behave. Uh, I love the word as digital citizens. I think you've got that later on. Um, So share with me, like, I feel like open communication has been the theme of both of your responses and almost all these questions. Share with me how to have good discussions with your kids. What questions open doors for you? What questions should we stay away from? Like the value in that and and how you've led through that, even personally, you might have some examples.
2: The question that really made me so passionate about this space, uh, and it wasn't even on purpose, Mm -hmm. was a question I asked my oldest son. Uh, He was just about to turn nine years old. And it was, what's the most interesting thing you've seen recently? His answer was, Dad, did you know that sometimes Wonder Woman and Superman take off their clothes? Oh. And and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, so you've been exposed <laughs> to material I don't want you to be exposed to. Um, and, and that question was an open-ended question. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a yes or no. It wasn't mm-hmm. a sure. Um, it wasn't a, a one-word answer. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, kids, especially around this age, Um, always seem to want to talk at night, Mm -hmm. right? When it's bedtime and they really do want to open up. And as a parent, you can take advantage of that in those times that you feel like it. Uh, So that night we got to take and and have a really Mm -hmm. nice conversation. And the answer was, okay, around this topic, I'm not going to ever yell at you. I'm not going to overreact. I'm going to do everything that I can for us to walk along together. Mm -hmm. And Uh, And because of that, uh, recently, my son, believe it or not, stood up uh, at Inside Out Mm -hmm. and gave his own testimony Mm -hmm. about that journey, uh, about how even God used uh, that question and his journey Mm -hmm. along that path Mm -hmm. uh, to make him who he is today. Uh, no longer a victim, but an advocate. Mm -hmm. And an advocate to even other students Mm -hmm. out there uh, to say, hey, you can talk to your parents. Uh, So those are the types of questions, the Mm -hmm. open-ended questions. I I, I really do believe if we could get every parent to ask the question, can you teach me how, Mm -hmm. it would change our community. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just looking at your kid and saying, how are you using that app? How are you using that device? And how are you... uh, hoping or at least trying Mm -hmm. uh, to do something and and then being able to then direct them Mm -hmm. because too often parents just don't know how their kids are looking or trying to use different things
1: yeah I have found that asking my son what he thinks about a particular story that has happened to one of his friends or someone his age Mm -hmm. removes the spotlight from him yeah and also helps to reiterate, hey, these things are really happening yeah. to real kids um, and families just like ours. Mm-hmm. So, you know, unfortunately, you can Google all kinds of horrible or slightly less horrible, but still really bad things that kids are getting involved in. Cyberbullying stories, stories where children uh, leave their house in the middle of the night to meet someone they met in an online game or an app. Um, even though they knew better,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, children that are struggling with mental health, um, children that are struggling with addiction, you know, to screens, whatever the issue is, Google it. You'll find a story and just casually mention it to them like, hey, mm-hmm. I saw, saw in the news tonight, you know, X, Y and Z. That really that really is heavy on my heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what do you think about that? Do you know anybody that has gone through that or is going through that? Just see what they think. It might give them the door to open up to talk about, you know, air quote marks, their friend. uh, And and then they can be gauging your response to that.
0: That is good advice for all things parenting. Uh, Asking open-ended questions, uh, bringing out examples in the world around them. I mean, for sure, that is excellent advice for technology use but i hope parents are listening to that in every realm yes or no questions kind of get you nowhere did you see that have you ever seen whatever they're probably going to tell you no (laughs) (laughs) which is probably not going to be true right (laughs) Uh, but the that idea of asking open-ended questions the other thing that I want everyone to kind of take away from this is uh, this is not a one-time conversation it's not like when they turn 10 you have this talk this is like an ongoing flow of your home and your family and your dynamic I love that you brought up bedtime that was always a really important time at my house my kids If for no other reason, they were kind of chill and they were getting my attention, but they also maybe didn't want to go to bed. And so they would talk to me. The car was another place when I just they didn't have to look at me (laughs) and they could ask me questions. I remember getting into a few topics and even asking them, is there anything you want to ask me about? And I was shocked multiple times about what they were wondering. I had no idea was in their brain that they would ask me about. So I just think that is so important. I love that.
2: And realizing sure nice. as a parent that mm-hmm. in their world, it's not online and offline. It's yeah. all one. It's and it's all world. intertwined mm-hmm. today. So when they ask you a question or when you ask them a question, they're actually going to reveal a lot about yeah. what's happening in both. Yeah. And, and understanding that because you know, parents and kids do ask totally different questions mm-hmm. when yep. it comes to tech. Yeah. When, when parents ask the question, like, what will it do for me? Uh Like, that's why you put down the money,
0: you know, (laughs) how can I be more efficient and get more done or talk to and kids
2: never ask that question one because they're not putting down money to actually Mm -hmm. pay for it. Mm -hmm. Uh, No, they're just asking the question, what will it do? And because of that curiosity, it does Mm -hmm. lead them to a totally different spot, which is why you have to have those, uh, those questions at the ready to see where their curiosity is going to lead them.
0: Yeah. Makes so much sense. Great advice. Okay, so let's get practical. What are some practical things we can do at home that we can put boundaries around technology? Like, I know every parent and every home operates differently, so this isn't really a black and white you must do. But what are, like, good practices that you're like, I think these are some good practices or some good advice you could give younger parents as they're trying to put some boundaries in their home?
1: (laughs) Oh man, here we go. Everybody ready? (laughs) Buckle up.
0: (laughs) I'm ready. Yes. So
1: honestly, and this is going to hit everybody in the gut a little bit, but you got to model appropriate Mm -hmm. behavior. Mm -hmm. If you're constantly on your phone, even just taking photos and videos of them all the time, instead of experiencing the moment in the moment Mm -hmm. in real life, Mm -hmm. uh, that's going to convey something you might not want to convey.
0: Sure.
1: Um, Also, the conversations you have with your friends or significant other, you know, man, look how many likes I got on that Instagram post and did you see what so-and-so commented on such and such and oh man, that person has so many followers. Mm -hmm. You know, what you place value on uh, is is what they're gonna tune into and think is important. Also, with your digital presence, are you constantly filtering things? Mm -hmm. Are you constantly rearranging your home to make it look Pinterest perfect? Uh, Are you not going to post that picture because you look fat or have Mm -hmm. a zit? Mm -hmm. You know, you are subtly communicating a lot of things to them. And as uh, Sandra Stanley points out in her book, The Comparison Trap, Mm -hmm. um, man, it's something we really, really just need to be cognizant of. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's modeling. Yeah. And then after modeling, you need to have some really concrete, easy things that anyone can do and they're free, like turning devices off at a certain time of the night. You know, in our, in our family, we recently implemented a disconnect to connect time. Mm-hmm. So after nine o'clock at night, Myself, my husband, my son, we all turn things off and we like talk to each other face to face, you know, try to play a game or just hang out or just, again, just try to connect with each other mm-hmm. and disconnect from the Internet and our devices. Um, we make it a rule to not have devices in the bedroom uh, in general. Um, sometimes we we waffle on that in case you know my son wants to play a video game in his room with his friends, but the door's open. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that we're seeing at BARC that's trending with children across the nation is that they're sneaking devices into their bedrooms. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, air quotes again, going to sleep, but yeah. then they're on their devices at all hours of the day and night. And that's problematic for a few reasons. One, just being basic biology. Kids are growing, mm-hmm. they need sleep. If, if their bodies don't sleep, their brains don't grow and their bodies don't develop appropriately and then they have really bad days the next day (laughs) so kids need sleep Uh, nothing good happens online after 10 p.m don't have devices in the bedroom have have a moment of disconnecting uh if you can and then i'll let matt speak to the um you know the more practical tech tips that you can implement
2: yeah, I mean, first things first, you have to make sure that your home is secure. Uh-huh. And, and anytime, you know, kids are in your home or even invite other kids over, yep. uh, again, filtering is going to be in place. You're going to block certain things. But there are also devices out there in the market today mm-hmm. that you can turn the Internet off mm-hmm. and they make it very easy. Um, to where, hey, from 12 or 11 at night until Mm -hmm. 6 in the morning, the internet's off on these certain devices. But if there's an emergency, they can still call. Like, all these different things are there uh, for your... Uh, really uh, for your choosing. Mm -hmm. Uh, Bark does have one. Circle Mm -hmm. does have one. I mean, there are Mm -hmm. quite a few others uh, that are out there that Mm -hmm. just connect to your router so that you then can set up your home to say these devices belong to this child. These devices belong to this child. And you can even set the filtering, uh, what you want those kids to see or do. Mm -hmm. Uh, What I do love uh, about the new Bark, uh, we call it Bark Home, Mm -hmm. Uh, you can actually set up homework mode Mm -hmm. or school mode so that during these times of day maybe it's from eight in the morning until three in the afternoon mm-hmm. only certain sites are actually uh, allowed during that time so that uh the xbox can't go play uh certain games okay. or you know there are some other things um that you just really don't want yeah uh, which is good and then uh you know beyond that make sure there's a charging station probably in the kitchen that the devices go at night mm-hmm. that way you, there there's not even you know uh, a temptation to go hey it's up in my room um, yeah. and if you're always going to get pushback and here's the number one pushback I need my phone for an alarm <laughs> clock uh-huh. right that's the number one thing even at like eight years old <laughs> like how did you figure out that I the iPod Touch the same
0: <laughs> right yeah oh I yeah. need it uh, yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, here's the thing um, <clears throat> there's two ways to, to handle this mm-hmm. uh, one you just go buy an uh, alarm clock at you know, your favorite department store, uh, or, um, you could put an Amazon Alexa in their room Uh to say, Hey, if you need music uh, to listen to, Uh you can set an alarm. If they like to listen to audiobooks, Uh if they want to, I mean, there's all these, there's all these different things where they're not on a screen. So the blue light's not going to hurt them. Uh, and they can still decompress. Yep. And you can even, from a, from a technology standpoint, cut the internet off on that device at a certain time. Okay. So you know that, okay, their alarm's still going to come on at 7 o'clock mm-hmm. or whatever it is, and you can set it and forget it. And those are the easy things that now we're utilizing technology to help mm-hmm. us with technology.
1: I want to chime in with something because, Matt, you said something, and it raised a red flag in my head with you could turn the internet off. But if the kids have LTE on devices, they can still access things. Mm-hmm. So we always have to stay one step ahead. And you know, we've invested a lot in the tech in our homes, right? Mm-hmm. Like we've, we've spent a lot of money on these little devices. Uh, Make that tech that you pay for work for you. Mm-hmm. Whether it's your internet service provider, your cable service provider, your mobile carrier, basically all the tech that you have in your homes, even your Netflix account, has free built-in parental controls that you can implement. It's just gonna take some time on your part and, and some fun Google searches. And yes, you can use the Barkomatic matic to, to help guide you through that process, but
0: make that tech work for you. Uh, you are in control. So does the Barkomatic o matic or um, Bark Technology Services, like, give parents, here's a list of the things you need to be aware of, like YouTube parameters and all that, and here's how to go after it? Like, tell me about Bark and what it offers. Because I know our young parents, they're overwhelmed by just thinking about all the places their kids are as far as technology goes, much less how to manage all the settings and everything.
1: Yeah, Bark Technologies is a company Started by a dad himself, mm-hmm. uh, Brian Basin has two boys. Actually, left Twitter to start Bark, which is amazing. Yeah, and Bark is essentially layers of protection that keep your children safer online and in real life. So whether you need to limit screen time on a gaming console or set up filters to only allow certain social media sites on your child's Android or iPhone versus others, or you're really concerned about your child's mental health and you want to get an alert, if they are expressing you know, suicidal ideation, Bark can help with all of that. Um, Bark is also in schools. Bark mm-hmm. is in over 2,600 school districts across the nation because it's not just kids' personal devices mm-hmm. and accounts. It's the, the Google Docs and the Google Chat and the Microsoft Office 365, like all of that. Kids are using that, uh, those technological uh, developments in really innovative ways, but mm-hmm. also ways that can harm them.
2: Yeah, so uh, Barkomatic, if you go to Barkomatic.com, mm-hmm. that's just the parental control say, yeah. uh, site that you would put in. Here's all the different devices that we have. Here's the internet uh, provider mm-hmm. that we have. And then it will spit out a personalized report for you uh-huh. to set up those parental controls. Okay. And then beyond that, we have uh, a service called Bark Junior uh-huh. that literally um, does time limits across not only your Wi-Fi, but then also... Um, your LTE Mm -hmm. Uh, we have a product called Bark Home Mm -hmm. uh, which is a physical device you plug into your router Uh, and then yeah what we do for schools is actually our give back as a company Mm -hmm. so it's free Mm -hmm. so there's a school out there that's like hey how do we monitor our accounts Uh, well we've helped turn in hundreds of online predators Mm -hmm. uh, because of that we've helped stop school shootings Mm -hmm. like all of these different pieces Mm -hmm. uh, by utilizing technology to help us with technology
0: yeah Amazing. All right. So parents, we're going to put link in the show notes to Bark and to a lot of different things we've talked about today. So if you're questioning how to go find it, I mean, you can Google it clearly, but <laughs> we'll, we'll set you right up with the direct link. OK, here's kind of a wrap up question. I don't know about you guys, but I know for me personally, I'm constantly having to even assess myself on how much I'm using technology, how much I'm scrolling in social media, uh, time that I'm wasting or, you know, hiding or distancing or whatever it is, you know, that I'm trying to get out of maybe too much work or I don't know, whatever it is, it it is becoming labeled even as an addiction in many many realms. So I wanted to wrap up just for a minute to say uh, How do we help parents? Because really and truly, no matter what they say or do, uh, modeling is going to ring loud and clear through all of it. How you actually live your life every day as a parent. So as we wrap up, what advice do you have for parents for kind of self-monitoring, good habits, where to get help if they need it? Yeah, I would
1: say one thing is that, especially if you have an iPhone, you you get a screen time report every week. And if your screen time report comes back for yourself, that alarms you, have that conversation with your child. Mm-hmm. Be like, wow, mommy has spent, you know, 17 hours on Instagram this week. That's not healthy. Yeah. Can you help keep me accountable? If you see me on my phone, will you ask me, what are you doing? Is that a mm-hmm. work email or is that Instagram for fun? You know, bring them into the conversation and, and work mm-hmm. on it with them. Also, you mentioned resources. One of the best resources I can recommend for families is the Parenting in a Tech World Facebook group. Mm -hmm. It's free. It's on Facebook, as you probably are. And it's over 90,000 parents that are discussing Parenting in a Tech World in real time. So Mm -hmm. it's been a great, great community.
0: Yeah, I actually joined that group when I listened to uh, another time you were teaching. I joined right away and I agree. It's a, it's a, Phenomenal community, and almost any question you're wrestling with, someone else's as well. Yeah. yeah.
2: You know, when trying to set up time limits with your kids uh, and helping set expectations, mm-hmm. uh, the big question is, how much time do you think you should be on mm-hmm. that uh, device or on that platform or on that gaming system? Mm-hmm. And you'll be surprised. Kids will go, okay, and if you have the real conversation, oh, probably an hour, because an hour to them is a really long time, yeah. or maybe two hours, right? Yeah. And, and then all of a sudden you'll be like, okay, then we're going to set that. Uh-huh. You can utilize, you know, those different technology pieces. Is to say, okay, we're going to set the time limits for that, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, when it happens, you're like, no, no, no we we had the conversation, uh-huh. like, you know, of course you want more, and I want more cookies. <laughs> 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 I can't always have more cookies, yeah. you know. Yeah, um, and that's um, and setting expectations for yourself. Yeah. Uh, t- so so that when you have that conversation mm-hmm. with your child, how much time do you think you should? Yeah. You should also have that conversation with yourself. Yeah. And you can even utilize the bark, uh, and other pieces of tech Mm -hmm. to monitor, uh, to self, uh, hopefully improve yourself uh, with how you're utilizing tech.
0: Yeah. That makes so much sense. Um, okay. Thank you so much, Matt and Titania for being here with us today. I mean, we could go another hour. I feel like it's been so good. So as I wrap up, I want you guys to know that they have co-written a book called parenting in a tech world. Uh, They have shared a lot of information today, but honestly, this book, I just couldn't recommend it enough. It is obviously written by parents who are doing this in real life. It's very simple read. It's super practical. You'll take notes and go take action immediately after you read it. Um, I just highly recommend that you pick up this book, Parenting in a Tech World. Of course, we will share uh, a link to this as well in our show notes. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk again soon.